a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. And to talk about that New Mexico Bowl, the executive director joins us now, Jeff Simbiata, who I caught up with earlier in the week. And Jeff, uh, BYU was once a conference foe with New Mexico and also SMU, and you arrived in the land of enchantment in 1996, so it's kind of like a full-circle moment having the old WAC foe and BYU back in New Mexico. Remember that 16-team WAC, right, with the four <laughs> quadrants, and, and, yes. and, and now they're all going back to these 16-team leagues again, it sounds like. <laughs> it's kind of crazy how things come full circle. It's good to be with you, Mitch, and looking forward to having you here at um, I mean, what are you doing? You're doing five and a half hours of pregame show. So this must be a fairly big game. Is that, is that regular five and a half hours of pregame? Yeah, so we'll have three hours with me and Matt Biamonte, and then we'll toss it over to Greg Rubel and uh, Riley Nielsen for the network two-hour pregame show. But, yeah, it's, it's a big game. And and I think this BYU-SMU matchup's got history. I think the New Mexico Bowl stage is going to be great. I mean, tell us a little bit more about the response from the locals in Albuquerque. i got to imagine they're pretty excited to maybe host BYU again in University Stadium. Yeah, no, the, the reception's been great as our board members and our sponsors have come in to pick up their packets and, and uh, how'd you pull this one off and how'd you get this? And we love the matchup. And then, you know, on my show, um, and I, I do three hours of sports talk radio every morning in this market and have for the last, done this show for 14 and a half years. Uh, you know, there, there's an excitement, there's a familiarity, and we've gotten our fair share. And I know you're used to hearing this. There's people who are saying, I can't go, I can't wait to go back out there and root against BYU again. <laughs> I said, come on, like, like, do your thing. They're used to that. They, it's not like you've never heard that before. There, there's an excitement uh, about this matchup because there is a familiarity with both schools. And, and you know, typically we've done this 17 years now. The one, uh, 2020, we, we played in Frisco, Texas, but this will be the 17th year we've done this game. And there's usually, this will be the first year without a mountain west school and so there's always familiarity with one side uh with the local fans but there, there seems to be something with both and and both of these these teams and these universities resonate with local fans there's a history and, and, and it's kind of crazy how things work out for byu I, I don't even know if you know this this game is bookending byu's independence their last game as a member of the mountain west before they went independent was the New Mexico Bowl win when BYU beat UTEP, and then their last game as an independent before you go to the Big 12 is is going to be here. So kind of crazy how it works. And then Eric Dickerson was our guest speaker at the luncheon last year, and of course him with the Pony Express and such a big part of that legendary 1980 Holiday Bowl. So yeah, there, there, there's a good buzz going on here. Definitely going to be a fun game. Kickoff will be at 5.30. It's prime time on ABC Network Television, so that's a big stage. A big deal. It is. And I'm curious, you know, you mentioned that typically there's a Mountain West team, so is it safe to assume that BYU just filled the Mountain West spot and that's why it ended up being an AAC opponent in SMU? 
Well, it, yeah, there was it, this one was a, was a different process because we were alerted um, weeks ago of the potential of the flex in the time, right? When, when the NFL had let um, let it be known that they might flex out of that Raiders game and which would uh, cause the issue in Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas as far as the time to flip the field and they might have to put the Las Vegas Bowl into our original spot, all that. And so as we started talking with, and there's a lot of things and a lot of people involved in, in putting matchups together, um, BYU had a uh, a contract with ESPN Events for a bowl game this year, and we're an ESPN Events owned bowl. And so I, I made it known pretty clearly I would like to have BYU in this game. I don't know when we're going to get them again, you know, with the Big 12 affiliation and with, with everything. So I made it pretty clear, and, and, and it kind of worked that, um, all right, let, let's start steering BYU this way. Well, who who how do we match it up? And you start looking, our BYU had already played Boise State, Wyoming, and Utah State this year. Um, and then Fresno State wins the league, so they're going to the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. And San Diego State had already committed to. Uh, we knew they wanted to go to Hawaii, and so there, you know, there was there were options. We had to start looking around. And all right, let's. We've got um, our matchup is Mountain West pool typically, and the, the American is part of that pool. Whether it's Conference USA in the past, we've had uh, Houston before, and so let's start putting together a matchup. And that's we we just wanted to put together a game that works on prime time and. I tell you, the ABC primetime slot's a big deal, right? I mean, it, it, as you know, um, I mean, I love that ESPN slot mid-afternoon. It'll be chilly, Mitch. But um, as we started putting the game together, you know, what, what do we do? I, I think, you know, we kind of we thought we had BYU as, as one of the pieces. Now let's get them a good opponent and match up a game that's worthy of being in primetime. BYU and SMU at the New Mexico Bowl. And for fans that are going to be traveling to Albuquerque, what can they expect? Maybe from I know there's a there's a fan fest on Friday night. What are some maybe other ad, activities or or things that you would recommend for our listeners? They're going to be traveling to uh, you know partake of in in uh, the land of enchantment. Well, you're going to eat well. I know that you'll be treated well. The people here are wonderful. I've been here for 26 years, and it's um, I don't know at what point you're from somewhere, but I guess I you know I, I might be from somewhere, but I'm also from here, and and, and the people are wonderful. Come on out on Friday afternoon at four o'clock, Old Town Plaza. Um, they'll they'll have the fan. The, it, well, actually, that's the pep rally, and it's good. The bands will be out, and um, it, it, it's a fun back and forth with the fans in in Old Town Plaza. You get a real good feel of Albuquerque, and then you go have a great New Mexican meal that night. And then the games that with the game being at five thirty, the uh, fan fest the pregame will start at one thirty and uh, we'll go till you know for four and a half hours up until or four hours I guess up until game time and there'll be bands and you know Santa will be there and all the all, all the jumpies and and displays and and just make it a big old party and and um, I've been told a bunch of times man I've got to go over like I've been by, been invited to a number of the BYU events to come over and party as I've been told BYU style and I'm looking forward to <laughs> taking part of that. Um, and, and just, you know, what we're doing, Mitch, we're throwing a party. It, it, it's a big party. And it, 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 the one thing we've done with this game, um, I think, you know, no matter what you do, no matter who you are, you got to be comfortable in your own skin. And, and I know who we are and I know who we're not. And, uh, and I, I, I've said this a lot over the years. You know, I get it that we're not the Rose Bowl, and I'm cool with that because the Rose Bowl is good. I'm, I'm proud that we're the New Mexico Bowl. And what we, we we don't have a margin of error. We have to do it well, and we, we have for the last 16 going on 17 years. And talking to Tom Homo um, about his, his memories of the game from 12 years ago when BYU was here, the memories are fun. I was talking to a number of people at BYU, and, and, and we've got to do this right. Um, and, and we get one shot at it a year. And so that's what we do, Hart. Our group, our hospitality people are working on making sure that the people who come to our, our destination 
have a great time and we're going to treat you well, whether it is, you know, whether you like the, the, the dining experiences or the casino experiences, or you want to go hiking. I mean, you guys have great mountains and beautiful outdoor too. Um, but there's so much that, that this destination has to offer. And if people are going to take a day trip up to Santa Fe, it's, it's, um, it's a wonderful spot. And I know BYU fans had frequented this when they were in the same league and maybe haven't been down here in a while. And it's a good time to kind of reacquaint with the land of enchantment because it's a beautiful spot. You know, when you talk about reacquainting, I'm just curious, Jeff, because you've seen, you know, BYU New Mexico back in the day firsthand. I love the history of, of you know, like BYU and the old whack in the Mountain West days. Just curious, what are some of your favorite BYU New Mexico memories? Because I think back to those old basketball games in the pit and those that, that stretch with uh, Alford and Darrington Hobson. Yeah, I was thinking of the Alford game. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andreas Martin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Sorry. <laughs> and called him a bleep and bleep, and, and, and the league had a, had a, had a discipline, uh, have a speaking with, with, with Steve Alford, and it was, it was caught just blatantly in the, in the handshake line, and uh, so that blew up. I remember, I remember that one well. I remember, um, and, and BYU fans won't remember this as much as UNM fans will, um, there was a football game in one of Rocky Long's years, and it might have even been his last year, that uh, BYU was good and New Mexico was struggling. I think it was the 2008 season, and there was a phantom holding call on Byron Bell, who ended up being an NFL offensive lineman. He's actually a coach at UNM now. Um, UNM would have scored a touchdown, would have put him up in the fourth quarter, and you still, I mean, I've looked at the play a million, which is what's there. Wasn't that the game with Aho as the kicker, I believe? Was his name Aho? Jonathan Aho. Yeah, that's right. I think yeah. it was like 20 to, th- 20 to 17, I think. It was a tight one, and UNM scored the go-ahead, and so the people around here still talk about it. And then there's there's games from the, the people tell me from before I got here in '96 that go way back. Um, and, and then I, I I was in San Diego in in the late '80s, the mid '80s. I went to San Diego State, and I worked holiday bowls. I was a guy on the sideline working for ESPN, holding the parabolic mic back in the day, making seventy five bucks a game, and I was living. But I was at all those great holiday bowls back in the day where it seemed like it was the BYU Invitational every year when they would win the WAC. Um, and and I, I'm not going to lie, I remember the uh, 86 San Diego State-BYU game uh, where San Diego State finally beat them. I think the score was 10-7, and San Diego State finally won the WAC and went to the Holiday Bowl that year. And that was my first time on, on national TV because I was one of those idiots who stormed the field and was out in the middle when they I was watching Sports Center that night. And you know they, they did the interview with Denny Stoles. The coach said, all right, now back to you in Bristol. And I was that idiot I was waving his hands in, in on, on, you know, jumping in front of the camera. One of my prouder moments, certainly. Um, and little did I know I'd be working for ESPN all, all these years later. But you know, I got great moments with BYU. And then, of course, the, you know when they were here for our fifth annual and played UTEP yeah. and put on put on a performance, and Bronco had a great team, and Jay Keeps uh, at a wonderful, wonderful game. And what a great team. And, and the other thing I remember, Mitch, is just the people are so good. Um, it, the, the relationships that I made with, with 
the BYU administration, the fans, the people over the years. I, I'm so I'm so looking forward to having you all back here in, in our game. It's going to be so much fun. I'm looking forward to it as well, Jeff. And you know, I'm curious too because we wrap this thing up. I appreciate you being so gracious with your time. I know it's precious and and. You know, the the future of bowls is interesting to me, and I, I love the experiences that come with, with bowl games. I don't think people put enough value into that. I think for these teams, they get the, the, the practices and then these games, and they get to go to these these parts of the country that maybe they wouldn't go to otherwise. But I'm curious, you know, when there's a 12-team playoff era on the horizon now in 2024, what does it mean for, for a New Mexico Bowl? And like you said, you mean you, you, you acknowledge that you, it's not the Rose Bowl, but what does it mean for the future for like a New Mexico Bowl going forward? You know, Mitch, it's, it's, a, it's a real question, and, and I'd like to believe we're positioned in a good place. You know, let's just say this was two or three years from now and there was a 12-team playoff. So I'm going to guess at 7 and 5 BYU nor SMU would be in the 12 team playoff correct yeah absolutely they have something a bowl to go to and 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 I think the answer is yes and I think you know the there's 100 and I believe the number's 31 I saw the whack and the A Sun are trying to have a, a D1 football or FBS football league and so everybody realistically isn't playing to get into the playoff and, and I think, you know, it's great that the playoffs expanding. It's great for college football. But I also think that there's going to be a place and, and for something for teams like these two teams who we've got this year. And I look, I look up at my wall and look at all the teams. And the year Washington State played Colorado State or Arizona played N- New Mexico and Wyoming played Temple and Central Michigan played San Diego State, th- there's a spot for this. And I, this is a question I ask all the time, Mitch, and, and, and it comes up on my show a lot. For whom are we doing this? Right. Who are we doing it for? Is it for the guy sitting there telling me there's too many bowls with his big old belly and betting games? Okay. And my answer is then don't watch. But you know what? Millions of people are watching. It's ESPN's highest two rated weeks of the year. Are we doing it for the student athletes? Are we doing it for the communities in which these are held? If that's who we're doing it for, then the bowl system is going to survive. Who, who are you or me or anybody else? to tell these student-athletes from BYU and SMU that, hey, you know what, you're only 7 to 5, you shouldn't go have that experience, that you shouldn't go get treated like we're going to treat you next week. They're going to come here and they're going to get treated well. They're going to have a wonderful experience, everything you just talked about. And you're right, they're not going to playoff this year. And, and, and in an expanded playoff, they're probably not going with 7 to 5 records like they are this year. But they deserve to go to a bowl game. And this the bowl system has been something in this country that's that's really been special over the years. And and I hope, you know, I listen to Nick Saban and say things, well, the bowls don't mean anything. No, they do. And I've done this for 17 years. And I've watched the student athletes, the coaches, the administrators, the ones who win and lift that beautiful trophy, that unique, gorgeous trophy that we have. And I've watched the ones who didn't. And you will never, ever, ever convince me that it doesn't matter. That Now, and, and, and usually the people who are telling me there's too many games also are telling me about my game and what happened because they freaking watched. So, Mitch, I don't know exactly what it looks like, but I do firmly, honestly, wholeheartedly in my heart believe that the bowl system's got a place and, and it, it affects so many student-athletes in a positive way in so many communities. And I, I think we're positioned to be a good part of it. Um, but, but, I mean... I hope you hear the passion in my voice because the, the bowl system is wonderful and it needs to live. And college football isn't just about the last 12 standing. It's, it, you know, it's, there's going to be something for the rest of these teams to play for too. And there should be Jeff Symbiotic. 
Yeah, it, it does, Jeff. And that's Jeff Symbiota, executive director of the New Mexico Bowl and also host of the opening drive on 610, the sports animal in Albuquerque. So if you're going to be down there in New Mexico, listen to, to Jeff and, and uh, his work on his, on his daily sports radio show. Jeff, appreciate the time. And, again, see you next week uh, in Albuquerque. Looking forward to it. No, thanks for the time. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.